Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the winter robins. At this time of year in mid-November, we can still find robins moving about in the landscape. I notice them here in the woods, no longer so intent on feeding on the ground, but perched in trees, flying with their characteristic flying style, occasionally making their familiar cheap, cheap alarm call. It seems so incongruous to encounter robins in our brown and withered fall landscape, for we're accustomed to experiencing robins as harbingers of spring. One of the first birds to arrive each March, robins flock in meadows where the snow melts first. They are soon calling their exuberant mating call, cheer up cheerily, cheer up cheerily, and we see them hopping on lawns, pausing to listen, pulling a worm out of the earth. So what are robins doing here, now? They ought to have flown south by now. I used to call these stragglers the late robins, thinking they had somehow missed the final boarding call for the great migration to warmer regions and were now stranded in cold, dark winter. I felt concerned for them, remembering when I had lived in Texas for several years how I loved welcoming the robins to their winter home. This, I thought, is where these late robins should be by now. But here they are in Maine in November. What is going on? It turns out that robins migrate due to lack of food, not because of the cold. So robins often winter over in northern states, as long as they have enough food available to them, such as fruit and insects. Those who stay in Maine for the winter seek out moist woods, cedar bogs, and swamps and they especially prize fruit-bearing trees, like old abandoned apple trees that hold on to their fruit through the winter. Robins in winter are not usually noticed by casual observers, partly because they are not hanging out where we expect to see them, and partly because they are not singing. But they are here nonetheless. They have just changed their behaviors. Robins are members of the thrush family, which includes the hermit thrush, wood thrush, Swainson's thrush, and veery, whose melodic songs fill our northeastern woodlands each spring and summer. Robins are an especially adaptable member of this family, however. Originally, they nested in forests with other thrushes. But being opportunistic, they have adapted to town life, lawns, and parks, building their nests as easily in trees as on the ledges and windowsills of buildings. We have at least two families of robins each year in our clearing in the woods who construct their nests in the grape arbor and the hops trellis. Their nests are well-made cups of mud reinforced with twigs and lined with soft grass, and these remain strong well into the winter, well after one or two broods of baby robins, have hatched and fledged. The late robins, needless to say, don't live in these nests past summer, but take shelter in the evergreens in the woods. For Americans, the robin is a symbol of spring because it is the salient, its salient's presence in the spring. But in Europe, and especially in the British Isles, <clears throat> the robin had a more mystical meaning. This deeper meaning featured the robin as a symbol of the dark quarter of the year, of autumn, death, and transformation, which brings us back to the robin's presence here in November. For the robin was the bird of Robin Goodfellow, one of the common names for the god of the witches. 
This figure was also called Cock Robin, Robin Redbreast, Robin Hood, Robin the Bobbin, and Robin, son of Artio, who was the great bear mother goddess of the Celts. As the god of the witches, Robin was the son and consort of the goddess, and he enacted the annual cycle of the wheel of the year, the eternal process of life, death, and rebirth. Robin embodied dying in the fall and resurrecting in the spring. We see the Robin's connection with death in ancient Greek tradition, where the Robin brought fire from the underworld and was thus associated with the bright, transformative world of the dead. In Scandinavian lore, the Robin was the storm cloud bird, representing death and resurrection. In order to be reborn, the god first had to die, and so in legend, Cock Robin was slain by arrows, a common mode of sacrificial death for the goddess's lover. The folkloric figure of Robin Hood was also killed by an arrow from his lover, the Maid Marian, who was the thinly disguised goddess of the Greenwood. But Robin Goodfellow was also a trickster and a shapeshifter, who went willingly to his death, because he knew that rebirth awaited him with the return of spring. The Robin's traditional role in the annual cycle shows he is both the young god and the withered god, the one who is reborn in the spring and the one who steps over the threshold into death in the fall. For us, the Robin's presence in the winter landscape can be like a psychopomp who leads us through the gateway to the other world, where we receive insight and healing for our next journey around the wheel of the year. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.